Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to CBS News Roundup ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Mandating vaccines at work. This is not about freedom. It's about protecting yourself and those around you. Challenging Texas abortion law. The act is clearly unconstitutional. Act of bravery on 9-11. Our only choice was going to be to ram the airliner. Good morning. I'm Deborah Rodriguez with the CBS World News Roundup. COVID infections and deaths are rising sharply in the U.S., and President Biden is upping the ante for the unvaccinated. Correspondent Nancy Cordes is at the White House this morning. We've been patient, but our patience is wearing thin. And your refusal has cost all of us. With millions of Americans still unvaccinated, President Biden is taking his toughest stance yet. Every company with more than 100 employees will have to require workers to either get vaccinated or get tested weekly. Some of the biggest companies are already requiring this. United Airlines, Disney, Tyson's Food. And even Fox News. Businesses that don't comply could face a $14,000 fine per violation. The same goes for any medical facility that gets reimbursed by Medicare and Medicaid. If you're seeking care at a health facility, you should be able to know that the people treating you are vaccinated. Since this summer, when the president declared independence from the virus, cases have skyrocketed from about 12,000 per day to more than 100,000. I'm Lindy Kenyon in Washington. James Chavez, who works for a Denver telecommunications company, was asked if the government is being too strict. Not at all. I think they're too relaxed. Amy Baca-Olert, who heads the Colorado Education Association, says unless more people get vaccinated... We could go back to that large-scale remote learning. While some governors like Republican Kristi Noem of South Dakota call the vaccine requirement an unlawful mandate. We will take action. My legal team is already working. The Republican National Committee says it will sue. As per the president's order that TSA will begin doubling fines today for airline passengers who refuse to wear masks. First offenders will pay between $500 and $1,000. Repeat offenders will be fined as much as $3,000. The Justice Department is suing the state of Texas to try to block its tough new abortion law. Loyola Law Professor Lori Levinson. The Justice Department did not file a surgical strike against the Texas law. They're going for the whole thing. An order by a federal court holding that the Texas law is unconstitutional and cannot be enforced and that women have the right to get the abortions and the clinics have the right to provide them. The new law bans abortions after six weeks of pregnancy and makes no exceptions for victims of rape, sexual abuse or incest. In Afghanistan, another commercial flight is scheduled to take off from Kabul airport today. 
Yesterday, 200 foreigners left on the first flight since U.S. troop withdrawal. Among them, at least 21 U.S. citizens and green card holders. Correspondent Charlie Daggett is on the other side of the border in Pakistan. He says there are signs the Taliban is clamping down again. We've got Taliban flags flying high, Taliban members who are now guarding this border crossing. There are hundreds of people who are trying to get out, some in need of urgent medical attention, and they're being stopped, not just by the Taliban, but by Pakistan, who don't want to encourage a huge influx of refugees until there's a coherent international plan in place. Here's just an example of some of the brutality that they're leaving behind. A couple of journalists said they were beaten badly by the Taliban after covering a women's protest. The Taliban have now cracked down on those protests, banning them until further notice. The White House says President Biden had an hour-and-a-half phone call with Chinese President Xi Jinping this week. It's their second since Mr. Biden took office and comes amid rising tensions between the two countries over human rights, trade, and COVID. A senior administration official describes the conversation as broad and strategic. Tomorrow marks 20 years since the 9-11 attacks. CBS's Nora O'Donnell spoke to two fighter pilots who took off that day to protect the nation's capital knowing it might be their very last mission. Lieutenant General Mark Sassville and Heather Penny flew F-16s for the Air National Guard. They watched two planes hit the World Trade Center. We knew immediately that we needed to protect and defend. You two were flying F-16s that weren't armed with missiles, so how were you going to take down Flight 93? We were going to have to hit the airplane and disable it somehow. A kamikaze mission. Our only choice was going to be to ram the airliner. It's not something you survive. No. As the military, we don't send our service members on suicide missions. But... It was clear what needed to be done that morning. It was not an order through the chain of command. It was your call. We didn't have any other choice. What they didn't know was that the passengers and crew of Flight 93 fought back and drove the plane into a field in Shanksville. I'm Jim Crisul at the Flight 93 National Memorial in southwestern Pennsylvania. It is said that time heals, but does it? 20 years later, it still it gets you right here. It really does. Marianne Friend struggled with her emotions, like many who come to the Flight 93 National Memorial. I just started crying as soon as we came in the place. It's so somber. It just It's beautiful, but it's so sad. A tribute to the 40 passengers and crew who took on their hijackers on United Flight 93 20 years ago. Air travel has changed a lot since 9-11. Correspondent Steve Futterman is in Los Angeles. There will always be a tragic connection between L.A. International Airport and 9-11. Unfortunately, three of the four planes were headed for LAX. Justin Urbachi is the CEO of LAX. 20 years ago, he was with United Airlines in Chicago when I heard that one of our planes crashed into the World Trade Center. 9-11 changed air travel forever. This woman remembers going to the airport pre-9-11. No questions, no ID. Many, however, have no memory of what it used to be like. You know you're going to go through security. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it hard for you to imagine that at one time that none of that happened? Uh, yeah. Could there be another 9-11? Nothing is 100% foolproof, but CBS News travel editor Peter Greenberg says we haven't had a significant attempt or successful terrorism act at a U.S. airport 
in 20 years. Steve Futterman, CBS News, Los Angeles International Airport. Portland, Oregon is honoring TV's friendliest neighbor, Ned Flanders. Heidly ho, neighborinos. The city's named its newest pedestrian bridge on I-405 after the Simpsons character. It's called Ned Flanders Crossing. There's even a plaque there offering visitors Ned's signature greeting. Simpsons creator Matt Groening is a Portland native, and about two hours south of Portland is Springfield, Oregon, which is always claimed to be the real Springfield. Groening designed a mural there in 2014, which has since become a huge tourist attraction. Monica Ricks, CBS News. After you satisfy your craving for Tex-Mex, don't throw away that used Diablo packet. Taco Bell's Quesalupa is back. Fast food chain is teaming up with a recycling company to keep condiment packets out of landfills. Customers will be able to sign up for accounts online, then collect empty sauce packets in recyclable containers and send them back. And that's the World News Roundup, produced by Paul Ferry. I'm Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. If you like CBS News Roundup, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Nancy's love story could have been ripped right out of the pages of one of her own novels. She was a romance mystery writer who happens to be married to a chef. But this story didn't end with a happily ever after. When I stepped into the kitchen, I could see that Chef Brophy was on the ground and I heard somebody say, call 911. As writers, we'd written our share of murder mysteries. So when suspicion turned to Dan's wife, Nancy, we weren't that surprised. The first person they look at would be the spouse. We understand that's usually the way they do it. But we began to wonder, Had Nancy gotten so wrapped up in her own novels... There are murders in all of the books. ...that she was playing them out in real life? You can listen to Happily Never After, Dan and Nancy, early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. For more than two centuries, the White House has been the stage for some of the most dramatic scenes in American history. Inspired by the hit podcast American History Tellers, Wondery and William Morrow present the new book, The Hidden History of the White House. Each chapter will bring you inside the fierce power struggles, the world-altering decisions, and shocking scandals that have shaped our nation. You'll be there when the very foundations of the White House are laid in 1792, and you'll watch as the British burn it down in 1814. Then you'll hear the intimate conversations between FDR and Winston Churchill as they make plans to defeat Nazi forces in 1941. And you'll be in the Situation Room when President Barack Obama approves the raid to bring down the most infamous terrorist in American history. Pre-order The Hidden History of the White House now in hardcover or digital editions wherever you get your books.